Forty chest, yeah. Forty chest, huh? Forty chest, let's get it. Forty chest, huh? Forty chest, hey, hey. Forty chest, this a trade show. Patreon where the trades go, tapping and watch. That's what you came for. Ain't gotta say my name, they know my name, bro. What's good, man? We got McNutt in ATM. Always start off the show with a trade from them. You should always make sure that your trade is in. Patreon, why not be a Patreon? Know you wish you could spend every day with them. Tap in and say what you gonna say with them. Stop home and fill up a stadium. Next time you log in, make sure that you bring a friend. We about to kick off, let the day begin. Go follow the socials. 40 Chess FF is posted. If your trade is an F, you get roasted. Go like and subscribe for the crew. Apple, Spotify, and the YouTube. You know Cooper got the wall too. Let us give you a walkthrough. 40 Chess. This is 40 Chess. Oh, I got to stop yeah. dancing, man. I got to do an intro. Welcome in, everybody, to the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you joining us live, just in case you don't know, if you're listening to this on Friday and you're going, man, live? What are you talking about, Mike? Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. One dollar. Get you in the door. We got plenty of great tiers. If you have uh, inkling to maybe post a trade on the trade show, you want to jump all the way up to Savage to the big boy tier and hang out with us on a daily basis and uh, shit post. Uh, that's what we do really well. But the the advice is on point. The advice is definitely on point, no matter where you go. But one dollar if you're a patron, you get to watch this live every Tuesday night when Adam and I come on and comment, comment away. But Adam, buddy. We are doing the 4D Chess Dynasty Football Podcast this week, and we have an exciting topic, something that uh, you brought to my attention, that you had our, our man Koopa work on behind the scenes, and uh, I just kind of took it and I looked at it and ran with it, man. This is pretty awesome. We're going to talk about wins based on team records. So Koopa went out there in the streets, yes, the sir. data streets. He pulled some data for us and uh, got us the numbers on what players are actually on these teams. If you're 8-0, or if you're 0-8, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's most likely on those rosters? So we're going to take a look at that tonight. But first and foremost, Adam, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Dynasty Degenerates. This is going to be a fun one. Mike, you know, I'm sitting here. Um, what, how, how this came about, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, I was just thinking across all these leagues. Like, we, we've expanded our portfolios to the point, like for me, I'm, I'm honestly, there's some leagues I know that I'm not doing quite as good of a job managing as others. Um, but I've been trying to get, I, I would say, a better handle the last two weeks on like which one of these teams is that I maybe have not been putting enough management into is really ready to go and I need to make some moves to help it go versus it's in rebuild mode and, you know, I need to make a few moves to get rid of some points. Like I'm, I'm assessing all these different teams, right? And as I'm doing that, I started coming across a couple things. Like, I mean, I'm just seeing that, man, I I have all these Swift shares from over the years that I've bought way too high and couldn't move a lot of them. I mean, I I did move some, but I still have, gosh, 10, 12 shares. And I'm noticing a lot of these teams with Swift are, even the ones I didn't think were going to be good are like at least 500, you know? Like, I'm like, okay, I wonder if there's anything here. 
And I kind of started thinking about Mike. I don't have much Brock Purdy exposure, but I'm thinking, like, I wonder what the hell Brock Purdy would be on here, you know? So then I'm thinking, then I'm thinking, all right, Koopa, I'm going to hit you out of the box here. Is it possible? Can we run the data? I want to see just what Brock Purdy's would look like. And he's like, yeah, we can get the whole thing. Like, we're gonna, we got to do the whole thing. So I was like, we can actually get that. He's like, yeah. So we have across almost 12,000 leagues on Sleeper, Mike, right? Uh, a little over 11,000. We have 11,000 12-team dynasty leagues. Now, this in- incorporates both Superflex and one quarterback. But the idea here for me was really, and, and Koopa uh, did an unbelievable job running all these numbers, making sure he got the scripts and everything right so that it, it pulled the correct data. But the theme that I'm looking for here is we think about warp all the time, right? And that's wins over replacement player. So that actually is saying to yourself, all right, what is this player meaning relative to, you know, what's a, what we call a replaceable level player, which is, for example, yeah, the math on this goes, if you're in a 12-team league and you're running the quarterback one numbers, the top 12 quarterbacks are going to be the starters and then the replaceable starts at 13, Right. But, Mike, that, that's one layer, and warp is awesome. But I, I like to think about it in two different lenses. One, what are they meaning to your team in wins? But then also, like, you think about some of these players that you've drafted, and you know, like, maybe their warp looks good or not that great, but I'm also starting to think about it in the lens of, what did they cost me? How did I get this player, right? So, listen, if you got a great warp out of Patrick Mahomes, you freaking better have one. Because you spent 101, 102, 103 on this player even two years ago, believe it or not. You can get him at 103. Um, you know, he was being slept on behind Herbert that year. But the point is he's going to cost you an arm and a leg no matter how you acquired him, right? There was no point in which you got Patrick Mahomes uber cheap. However, you start thinking about players this year. Puka Nakua, where does he fall on this list? You got, immediately got to think about that, right? Like this is a guy that's playing very well and probably didn't cost teams much. I think about a lot of guys I've talked about as buys, Mike, like when I think of this list. And I'm curious to see how they all fall. Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson seems to be slandered. He's, he stinks. They did beat the Chiefs this week. But the team's the team blows. He's way over the hill. But I think in a lot of the teams that I have Russell Wilson, those teams are actually doing pretty good because of him because they didn't have to pay much for him. And that's kind of the theme here. I think you'll start to see, um, at least the idea for me was, you'll start to see players that are actually hindering teams from going places players that are te- that are kind of giving teams nothing right they're just meh they're a part of a hodgepodge meaning you're going to see these teams are all kind of middle of the pack and you'll see a clear-cut defined tier i think of guys that are absolutely hammering home wins for for uh, fantasy teams and dynasty teams so for those of you who really want the data and want to keep up with it uh we'll get Cooper to update this every single week it uh Koopa's a Koopa's the man. I just did a basic format, but we'll put the uh, the XL the Google Sheet in the uh, the pregame poop channel, right? We'll we'll put it in there, uh, make a new channel for it, so you'll have access to it, so you can hop in, you can look at it, updated week by week. Who's on rosters of the eight no teams? Who's on rosters of zero and eight teams? So, yep. And in the future, it'll be zero and nine, and zero and ten, and zero and eleven, and. <laughs> just keep this baby going i really do like this because it's just another data point for us to look at adam uh let's start it off here though the Mm -hmm. number one player koopa's data set eleven thousand two hundred eighty four leagues one qb and super flex as long as they are 12 teams fit the data he pulled it the number one player on all rosters that are eight no (laughs) it would be mr 2000 freddy Freddy krueger tyreek 2k yep (laughs) 
Tyreek Kruger, man. Is it any surprise, though, if you just look at uh, – so I'm looking at Mind Warped ADP, 12 by 10 by 25 PPR lineup, about as vanilla as you can get, right, for Superflex Leagues. Who's the number one war player in? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Ta-da. The dots are matching up already, right? We're and one for one. I, I was actually very curious. Koopa was like, I'm curious how this kind of compares. I think you'll see a lot of parallels, but you probably will see on certain points, Mike, uh, a little bit of disparity, especially when the cost of acquisition for players are a little different, right? Right. Well, how about the number two player? Christian McCaffrey. CMC. Who's the number two war player? <laughs> Dynasty Degenerates. It's real complicated right now. First two are checking. All right. Well, I got a great one for you. How about Himothy Brown? AJ Brown, number three on both lists. Warp and ta da. Wins. So at 543 sample sizes, he is uh, on 8 0 teams. Conversely, too, I also just kind of like to look at it. How many 8 0 or 0 8 teams have uh, Tyreek Hill? That's the main. That was the main thing I wanted to point out too. Is like okay, the data point here is it's it's listed by eight and zero, right? And it tends to correlate downwards from there. Um, however, like if you just think about it, there's we're talking about eleven thousand two hundred eighty-four different dynasty teams out there, right? Right. Seven hundred sixty-four of them with Tyreek Hill are eight and zero. Okay, so that like that's a that's a decent percentage now but just just as you go down the list you'll see that Tyreek Hill is never the issue because it's two uh 2145 at seven and one right right and, and you think about the difference between eight and oh and six and two right like a lot of times that can just be who you played man like this right. is none of this is median stuff so I mean think- how many of you guys out there I mean I, I would hope at all we've all got to experience this despair you're the uh, number two scoring team on the entire week and uh, you just happen to play the the one guy who scored the most points in the entire league, and there's exactly. nothing more frustrating to me Mike, than that. It's like what? There is a league. I, I feel very good about my team. I am seven and one. He is eight and zero. Oh, the other guy, and he, it just happened to be like my team still is smashing his in points for. However, that week that we lined up, I mean, dude went completely nuclear, and I, I beat everyone else in the league by seventy points. But guess what? It's an L. There's no median scoring, <laughs> you know? Right. And when I look at this, the point I'm making here is that you'll see, Mike, 29-39 again here at 6-2 and two for, for Tyreek Hill. So when you take out the 6-2, and two, the 7-1, and one, the 8-0, and zero, like when you see how the numbers start to dwindle, like 253 teams are 2-6, and six, 65 teams are 1-7, and seven, 12 are 0-8. Oh so what, like, when I look at this data point, the one thing I'm really seeing with certain players, like Tyreek Hill – is actually able to carry a team that's not really rostered the best. Like, this is kind of what's showing me that, right? Like, he's been so good, he can carry those. Because, you know how many, there's there's literally less than 100 teams in almost an 11,000-plus leagues that are 1-7. in seven. Right. One of the cool things I was just looking at here, too, if I sort I sort by a 7-1 and one record, who's the number one player still? Tyreek Hill. If I sort by 6-2 and two record, who's the number one player still? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of corollaries here because it tends to be, Mike, you know, again, 8-0 and 6-2, and two, that can be, in a lot of leagues, a, a meaningful nothing, right? It could just be a, a handful of games you won by five points or something. If, if I sort by 5-3, uh, <laughs> sort by five and three, finally we get Tyreek Hill to not be the number one player. It becomes Christian McCaffrey. So, right. And, and a it's, little interested there. 
It is. And I think um, as you go, start to go down, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to make that little point because uh, I do want to keep going down the list. But I think you'll see that disparity where when you're seeing, man, this is this is a guy that's in all the heavy win columns and in almost none of these really biggie loss columns. Like that to me says this is a guy that is so good right now. Like he's able to kind of fill multiple holes for your team. It's crazy. I'm just laughing here because Koopa's in here on the data sheet, right? And, you know, once yeah. we get him started on something, he's going to oh. do it hard. He added a column above 500. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, 8,470 leagues. There you if go. If you roster Tyreek Hill, you're above 500. Hey, where did you get that 11, at? Where, where is that New at? column, baby. Oh, I need, to, I need to refresh my sheet then. Man. Koopa. <laughs> oh, there, there she is. Oh, this is legit now. <laughs> I'm out here. I made a copy so I wouldn't be interrupting Mike, and I'm I missed the 500 part. Dang, this is this is pretty good stuff. Uh, AJ Brown, right? We touched on him. Tyree, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, uh, Travis Kelsey came in number four, and this is probably your first disparity between like where warp is and where rosters actually are. Now, the one thing I will caveat: this does pull from one QB leagues as well. Correct. So there's going to be a, a certain number of leagues where having Jalen Hurts won't really matter because maybe you got Patrick Mahomes or maybe you got Josh Allen, right? You you're not exactly. rostering two of these guys in a one QB league. Exactly. Because the number four warp player in a super flex league is going to be Jalen Hurts. We don't find Travis Kelsey on this list for a while on the warp chart. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't find him down. I wonder Adam if that's because most teams who are built to compete also have Travis Kelsey just on him. It's not like he is carrying their team, but he was also just that piece where you're like, if I'm going for it, why not have the best tight end in the game, right? Why not have that monster? I'm going to build the rest of my roster maybe a little bit old with the Tyreek Hills and the Christian McCaffreys, but I'm going to go after that that Travis Kelsey, man. Screw that Kyle Pitts. Screw uh, Sammy Ball game, right? I don't want these guys. I want an actual difference maker in my tight end spot. Well, I think, too, um, kind of to that point, right, like when you look at warp, okay, you're looking at, in my opinion of this, and this is, I think, just when I look and think about the numbers, you're looking at your player or X player relative to what we call the replacement in a, in a specific league format. But that doesn't necessarily, to your point, like make up for the rest of your teams. So for example, why warp may be one thing on Travis Kelsey, Mike, when you think about teams that have Travis Kelsey, typically, they're going to be trying to contend. So when you... In a, in, a, in a true team format, right? If you can say that Travis Kelsey is attached to a team that has a Tyreek Hill, that exponentially now is going to rise that team up because of how good Tyreek Hill is, right? If you, if you add that to any one of these top up here guys, if you have Travis Kelsey as a difference maker at tight end on that team, that makes them that much, that makes your team that much more like, um, you know, hammer-like, right? Because you're going to be building to try to contend where in dynasty where it's a lot different than redraft if you were to do redraft these numbers could look very different because dynasty you're not probably ever going to care like all right man i need to get off of, i want to basically hold tyreek or not Tyreek, travis kelsey for all time but in certain rebuilds you're like dude i gotta get off of them right and redraft right. nobody's ever getting off of travis kelsey there's nobody you can ever give someone that says right now for this league this year is going to be better than travis kelsey in that format so it it, it, it it to your point in dynasty when you add Travis Kelsey to other other players that are really good and warp on a team that's it's really hard to beat them. <laughs> the ones I really run, wonder about: zero oh and eight teams, twelve have Tra- Tyreek Hill, nineteen have Christian McCaffrey, twenty five have AJ Brown, thirty one have Travis Kelsey. What are you doing? <laughs> 
if you're 0 8 at this point, what are you doing? Like maybe AJ Brown is the one guy out of there where you go, okay. You know, if you really, really like AJ Brown, you wanted to hold him. But those other teams must be AFK, right? They must be those guys who don't set lineups and they disappear what? after like week two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, well, I was going to say Kyle. I ain't I, seen Kyle in forever. <laughs> I, I was going to say like at least there's only twelve with Tyreek Hill. So I mean, you're talking like that is. And who knows? These guys could be off the face of the earth at this point, right? Like they, that could be just the outlier of outliers. But at least with Tyreek Hill, while I think it is, you'd be, uh, it's pertinent to move him on a rebuild, right? Like I could see some people, some stubborn people, being like, "No, you see how good he is. I want him next year when I'm ready to go." Like, yeah, yeah that might be fair. And Christian McCaffrey, though, Mike, those what? 19 people, why? You, <laughs> you're holding every single game an insane amount of risk when your team is trash. It's time the to ones on. I, the ones I really feel bad for are the ones who are rostering like Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, and they're sitting at three and five, <laughs> like just on the like the just right enough hope to keep you going. <laughs> and that's just and, maybe. And that's the thing that that's what's really interesting. It, it kind of, I, I think you can read a lot between the lines with roster construction and stuff like that, right? Where your roster construction might be kind of trash, but Tyreek Hill might be making your team so close to feeling good. That you right. can't let go, right? Whereas if you're one of these one and seven and no, it ain't. What are we doing? Like, go get your two first and go home, man. You know, like rebuild. Look at Cooper ruining her day too. Probably the leagues with no management, just drafts only, draft master leagues. First off, it could it, it, master, that could like, that could be a very very good point too, right? Draft master has a place, and it's called underdog. <laughs> shout, not, out, shout out underdog. Shout Listen, out to if you want to holler at us. <laughs> But I'll promote you anyways. Mike, he, he, you know what's crazy, though, as we get down this list? Because I'm actually – these all, these ones up top all kind of really make a lot of sense, right? Right. Uh, and then Travis Etienne uh, subsequently is the next player on the let list. Let me touch on the uh, the number one quarterback, of course, is going to be Jalen Hurts. Yep. Uh, number one quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Number two quarterback, Josh Allen. And then as far as, you know, warp lines up with, <clears> ta-da, ho-hum, same exact order. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes – a little bit farther down, he's the number four quarterback. Tua is the number three quarterback. And if you look though, when you look at the, uh, if you go to actually, this is where the above five hundred thing for Koopa comes in pretty nice. I mean, like you're looking at what are we talking? You know, six thousand versus fifty eight hundred. It's like that. That the numbers there are so close to me that it, it's 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 same but different, right? They're very similar. It's very, right. very similar. Uh, There's not Patrick much difference Mahomes, in those players. Patrick Mahomes at 5,800 above 500. Tua at 6,000, almost even. Mm-hmm. Uh, 6,400 for Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts at 6,900. Yeah, so, man. A little bit of a spread there, but, you know, if you're you're damn near 50% of the league is above 500 if you roster one of those quarterbacks. Not too shabby. Imagine what you're at if you rostered two of them. <laughs> Super flex leagues. Now and that that also can be built into the teams that are eight and zero and seven and one, right? Um, yes. Now, like the the next kind of tier here, because you touched on the elite quarterbacks. Um, for those that think Tua isn't one, he doesn't necessarily have to be valued for you as a dynasty elite guy, but at least acknowledge that on a contender, he is every bit of elite right now. And if you don't want to admit that, you're just lying to yourself, man. Do you want to know what the absolute just kicking the balls is? Um, is this on the elite quarterbacks or is this a, uh, this okay. is on elite quarterbacks, right? Okay. Okay. So we talked about Patrick Mahomes, right? Right after him, though, Lamar Jackson, which we kind of expect. We talked about in warp. Very, very, very good. Oh, Kirk Cousins next. 
Kirk Cousins, man. Achilles, done mm. for the year. Yep. I mean, we talk about him always kind of as an ancillary piece in Dynasty. We're like, he's a very good QB2, you know, borderline QB1. Kirk Cousins was playing extremely, extremely well and helping your team win. Uh, there wasn't a lot of people out there, and you can tell by this, you can tell by warp, whatever, points per game, however you would like to look at it or slice it. Kirk McC- Kirk Cousins. Kirk McCousins. Kirk McCousins. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Kirk McCousins. Kirk McCousins was helping you win your leagues, was helping you get to the position you are now. So I think it's time we put a little respect on Captain Kirk's name, especially with what he was doing, uh, especially when it comes to trade value and what you're doing, trading him away and you know trying to salvage what you did. You're not going to be able to replace Kirk Cousins, man. It is going to be extremely hard. Adam, we talked about it on the uh, the Cantonbound show that's going to come out on Thursday. It's tough. It's going to be extremely tough to place him. We talked about options to, in our our opinion, up tier, right? But we're up tiering from a dynasty value standpoint. Adam, unless you're up tiering to Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tungavailoa, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, or Josh Allen, you're not up tiering in production or meaningful play to well, your dynasty team for a contender right now, which is well, nuts to say. Well, now he, here is actually because Mike, to your point, we talked about this on uh, Cantonbound, right? And um, I, I will say though, this data set, Mike, is actually because you're right. You're 100 percent correct. We talked about this. If you are trying to get rid of your Kirk Cousins share and replace the quarterback position and try to get anywhere near the production of Kirk Cousins, I mean, good luck. I mean, <laughs> taken, good, taken. Good luck. Good I luck. mean, it's going to be, uh, seriously, you, you you'd, you'd have to be like that uh, Armenian guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, like... <laughs> good luck. Um, <laughs> you know, but Mike, here's the thing. I'm thinking about this, right? <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh. My man is dying in my side here. I cannot hardly think. Here's what you have to do. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's gonna be like back in the the locker room back in the day in college when when our coach would say something real corny. You have to look down in the green carpet. Otherwise, if I look at one of my teammates' eyes, I'm bust out laughing. We're all in trouble. We're all in trouble. Instead of, I think the thing, the way to approach this is this, right? Kirk Cousins right now, one for one. Even or if you try to add pluses to him, but like one for one. If you look at keep trade cut, he's below Mac Jones. And we talked about this on Campbell. At this point, when you're this far down. Nothing that you're going to get is worth trading your Kirk Cousins, tr- typically, right? And we talked about you can maybe explore adding a second to go get up. I think the play here, and this is where if you've listened to us, if you've listened to other good dynasty players, you have a bag of insurance. And I think the play is to leave Kirk Cousins alone. And I think the play is to look at this data and say, guess who's right below? Russell Wilson. I can, I can buy Russell Wilson for a first because here's the thing. There's Russell Wilson shares, Mike. Like this is one where the data to me is so meaningful. See, when I look at Russell Wilson, he is helping teams win significantly. However, he's not Patrick Mahomes, so there are going to be some teams with Russell Wilson that aren't necessarily guaranteed to contend. I think that's, that's not- the better play, right? Finding those type of things. Hold on to your Kirk Cousins share, man. He's going to be back next year, and you're going to guarantee get a bump in value. His, his value is absolutely to the sewer right now. You know, yeah. go see if you could find a replaceable level quarterback that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Even Geno right now, look like if you just look at this list, there's some guys there. Unfortunately, kicking the balls down the list a little bit further, Matthew Stafford. So you're looking at Mike, two of the top twelve guys on this list, because when you when you factor in wins, 
because of the cost of the player, those two guys are two top 12 options, and they're both one's out for the year and one's out for we don't know. And Matthew Stafford has a, a tendency to be out for a long time. Speaking of which, there is a trade out to a certain someone where I send you Kirk Cousins for your Mac Jones. So if you'd like to accept that, <laughs> oh, interesting. This must be this must be hot off the presses. It's relatively recent. <laughs> okay, good. Let's take a peek here. Yeah, today, uh, Kirk Cousins, man. Listen, I'll let that baby stand because <clears throat> I'm such a fan of Mac. But damn, you you are right. Why are we Why are we in such a hurry, to, man? This is tough. This is kind of like the Justin Jefferson thing, but super unsexy. <laughs> and talk about it being on the same team. Right? Mm-hmm. Unsexy. Were you weigh dynasty value and production versus, mm, I just want to win now. Yep. <laughs> I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I want to eat it too, thought, man. Leave me, let by me the way, it. we've had this conversation before. I think that might be the dumbest saying I've ever heard because if I have a cake, I'm going to eat it. Right? Nobody has a cake just to look at it. Uh, have you ever been married? Yeah, twice. <laughs> you keep you keep that cake around, man. You eat part of it, but then you have that I, I, that thing to me that that ritual is crazy. Like you pull out, oh, you keep the slice of cake. You you eat that cake a year or whatever later, and that thing don't taste any good, man. Well, the first one I cared about so much. We got married at a courthouse, and I was in like gym shorts and a cutoff, you know, like real hey, hillbilly style. But <laughs> the second one though, some my, real my hillbilly typeish. My current wife, unfortunately, she's gluten-free, so she don't eat cake at all, and we didn't go with the gluten-free cake. So we had ice cream, and you can't really just save ice cream. For so everything. I asked you that question. You say, yes, I've been married twice, but you don't, but you don't actually know what the, the cake thing. That's hysterical. No. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> heard of well, it. anyway, to the but cake I've never point, met a cake um, that I don't like. <laughs> I have no – see, this is why – this is why we can get completely off the rails. Uh, this is has absolutely nothing to do with data set. This is fantastic, by the way. <laughs> All right. So the Kirk Cousins thing, we addressed that. How about this, though? I want to start getting into those gold those gold tier value buckets, right? Those gold tier guys who are, are really mm-hmm. producing for elite teams. And Adam, to your point, when you kicked off the show, you kind of alluded to it. Didn't cost you anything, right? Uh, number one in my book. Don't shoot the messenger, man. But I was out here pounding the table for this guy uh, throughout his uh, pending suspension, pending whatever. But Alvin Kamara was a guy sometimes in super flex leagues you were getting in round 9, but, 10 of startups, which was absolutely insane. Now, now here actually, there's a couple things that are really important to highlight with this one. Okay, because th- this, to your point, is I think one of the mo- – you could argue the most interesting – of all of them. So when you look at this list, okay, so Tyreek Hill is in the two slot, which means he's the number one. Okay, you go down, you look at Alvin Kamara. So he's in the nine slot. He's the eighth most meaningful winning t- player to teams. On eight no rosters, yep. Right, on, on elite rosters. And you go down, like, look at it. It's it's very much correlating. Now, it's not always one for one, but you look at seven and one. He's over 1,000 teams with seven and one. He's over 2,200 teams with six and two. Five and three, 2586. Mike, so here, here's my point with him, okay? Because as you go down the list, 2418 are at four and four. After that, you're looking at a very slim number. And what that really is showing me is that there's no teams that are hurting with Kamara. And why that's the most interesting to me, Mike, is because you had to sit on this dude for three weeks and <laughs> got zeros. So, really, when you look at that data, And this incorporates best ball. Like, just think about that. Somebody out here on this list, 
gave you three weeks of absolutely nothing and is not hurting teams. That's exactly. insane. That's insane. And is helping them win. He's on none of the teams, in, like by a percentage number, he's on none of the teams that are losing, that are less than 500. That is crazy data to me. Like that shows the cost of him relative to how well he's been playing. Ridiculous. Because teams could absolutely find another running back that wasn't Alvin Kamara to replace him and it didn't hurt him, right? Where if you're looking at, let's say, Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts missed three games <laughs> in Superflex, you might be in trouble. One quarterback, maybe you could find one of these grosser options, but... When you look at the other guys, you know, Tyree Kill, man. If Tyree Kill went down, you're going to have a hard time finding a guy that can keep you afloat. Alvin Kamara missed three weeks. You could find guys to keep him afloat. Look at some of the guys on the list. Raheem Mostert makes the list, right? Another stud. Another <laughs> absolute stud up DeAndre there. Swift didn't cost a bunch of draft capital in, in any type of dynasty league this last offseason. He's right. on here. There's cheap options to replace, and then you when you get Kamara back, boom, look at that. Look at these teams flourishing, too. It is absolutely incredible. So you mentioned Raheem Mostert. Keenan Allen, another one towards the top here on contending rosters uh, that are starting 8-0. Derrick Henry, ho-hum. You know, just Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. You remember the first part of the season? He's lost a step. Look, at he's trash. It's going to be Tajay Spears' backfield before you know it. Like, it's That's one of the... Derrick Henry is actually one of these that is a little puzzling when you think about it. I guess it just speaks to the running back position this year outside of the really high-end ones. Like, Derrick Henry hasn't been that impressive this year. No, he hasn't been t- normal Derrick Henry. And, yet, and, and I are. guess that's part of it, right? The expectations are that this guy just goes on for forever. He's a machine. Damn near gets 1,800, 1,900 yards every year, it's 20 just, touchdowns. That's exactly. Derrick Henry that we know. <laughs> and if you look, he's not playing that way, and he's still very high up on this list. Like, that... It's crazy when you think about that, man. Uh, you mentioned DeAndre Swift is a good one. Uh, how about this? First real rookie that we see up here, right? Shout out to this guy. Shout out to you for also fleecing the shit out of me because we'll touch on another rookie <clears throat> later on in the show. It's um, hmm. not as rosy, but Puka Nukua. I think the rookie that you're going to talk about is when you hit the sort button on one of these uh <laughs> one of these the fields but it doesn't look as good but puka nakua 27th overall as far as teams that are eight know that have them up there rostered if you like the percentage above 500 it is 48 percent. so just below that tier of 50 percent that falls off i mean tyreek hill is literally lapping the field at 75 percent. so that's that's the definition of number one. You come down 48%. Not that bad, though. Not that bad, especially for a rookie that was a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick on waivers. Well, one of the things I think to – see, I think when you re- – if you one of the best parts for me about data, if you know a lot of the backstory, is you can see how it fits, right? I think when you just look at data without understanding a lot of the in-depth stuff – you can miss points. So, for example, Mike, think about most most of these leagues I'm going to guess are not best ball, man. I'm going to guess a high majority are lineup leagues. We're, we're trying to change the world, but we can only change it one league at a time. Yeah, if we had the uh, above 500, I mean, Mike, we're, t- we're talking over Tyreek Hill probably for these lineup leagues, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And my point there is what? There is a lot of teams, Mike, that weren't even playing him in week two. So, he's not actually affecting the the record of your team for two weeks right and i think that could be where some of that 48 percent could have changed had had it been we all know puka nakua is going to be a dog from the beginning 
might be a very different story with that 48%. You're only looking at, a lot of teams might only play them at week three starting, you know? I think that pretty much does it, though, for like my gold tier players, like anybody in kind of in that range. Uh, mm-hmm. You got some pretty good ones to choose from. I think by far and away, though, if you, if you tell anything, if you can separate yourself from Christian McCaffrey to the fact like Tyreek Hill has in warp and points per game, everything, and, and Christian McCaffrey is awesome, right? Oh, what are we at, 17, 17 games? 17 games in a row that he scored a touchdown. Yeah, man. Crazy. Absolutely ludicrous. But in Tyreek Hill's like, hold my, hold my beer. <laughs> And literally, sometimes Tyreek Hill actually holds beers. I've seen him, you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he gets up in the stands in Miami, yeah. he, has, he, has a good time with the fans. A lot of times, he has enough time to chug a beer before he scores a <laughs> touchdown. He's throwing deuces, you know. He's 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 lapping the field, as Mike would say. He's so good. Uh, so that's kind of like the gold tier. How about some silver tier? like silver bucket kind of guys that I just wanted honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start at the tight end position. We talked about heading into the season, right, at the tight end position, lineup leagues, you know, just about anything we did. Adam, what were the two tight ends that I said I really cared about, and these are the guys that I really want to get on all my contending rosters? It's Travis Kelsey and it's Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews hasn't had the greatest year, but he's been much better than a lot of these other tight ends. And then you see even guys like Evan Ingram, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, like all these guys kind of trail behind on these contending rosters. It's it's Travis Kelsey. There's a tear break. There's yeah, a man. pretty sizable tear mm-hmm. break. It's Mark Andrews. But after Mark Andrews, it's like so, tear so break. He, <laughs> Everybody see, else. Did, all right. They're, they're, when you go to the tight end position, Mike, this one here to me speaks volumes about the way that rosters are built and teams build in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say that is you look, okay, just just look at the the people that are even on the list, really, that you can can you, you can see, okay? Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller. Nobody rebuilding, maybe Mark Andrews. You're just saying I'm going to hold because I think that I'm going to have a hard time replacing. You're not holding Evan Ingram. You're not probably holding Dallas Goddard, maybe. You're definitely not holding Waller. You're not – Hawk and Andrews, you could argue. You shouldn't be holding Kelsey if you're in a total rebuild. The point I'm making here is, Mike, Sam Laporta has had a very big impact a very big impact. And guess how far you have to scroll? Always. A good ways. Always. And I think the reality is most people that had Sam Laporta have not built their team to win. So he's not able to have the impact on a lot of teams. When you look at the bulk of leagues, I'm sure there's teams that have Sam Laporta that are contending. I mean, the numbers speak to that, right? There's still 156 that are seven, uh, 8-0, 700 teams that are winning. Uh, seven and one, fifteen hundred, eight, six and two. Keep keep going. But the reality is, most teams that have him are probably not trying to win. It looks like, and I think that kind of speaks to the, this list as a whole. Is it's not necessarily going to give you an inside information on just one player like Warp might versus the replacement players. This is going to kind of talk as it was with the whole team build. But you're looking at in, gi- in giant numbers, so it, it does tend to average out and. When I see that, Mike, it's very interesting because I also wonder, like, to me, this doesn't necessarily correlate with warp, right? You have essentially, you got Kelsey and you got Andrews um, and maybe a little bit of Hawk sprinkled in there, right? We got three tight ends we care about. The other ones you could end up losing and foregoing and still have a really good roster and win with. But you're looking, I mean, the teams that are very good, they tend to go after these older tight ends that are, that are you know, 
Evan Ingram's not going to cost you a whole bunch. Darren Waller in the offseason didn't cost you shit, right? So I think that's kind of where the numbers look like to me. Um, but to your point, man, two that matter, maybe three. I think Hawk could matter. Losing Kirk Cousins is going to suck for him. I do think that. It's not necessarily going to make him dead, but I don't think he's going to have the high end upside he once did. The only thing I'll say about that is I did see – I wish I could credit the uh, the person who I saw it from Twitter today. It was, it was mm. a very, very good stat. Very okay. good stat. Where it's one of those where I go, really? And then you do a little research and you're like, son of a bitch, that was true. <laughs> All right. So Arizona traded Josh Dobbs to Minnesota today. Yep. Right. And yep. Josh Dobbs has been very, very serviceable for fantasy. Right. He's been – decent enough he's he's done enough for Zacherts or Trey McBride or Hollywood Brown just kind of supporting him and doing what was needed in that Arizona offense and then as far as like starting him he was fine one of the interesting stats that stood out to me though is Kirk Cousins so far this year uh poor TJ Hawkinson like <laughs> poor TJ Hawkinson we talk about it where he had a 22 percent target share this year in the offense, and we're like, damn, look at TJ Hawkinson go. You know what Josh Dobbs' target share was to tight ends so far this year in Arizona? If you had well, to guess. I would imagine pretty high because they're um, – 33 fucking percent. Yep. And, well, I, I was going to say, though, part of the part of the issue with this stat, right, is – and part of the reason I've been, you know, a little more of a naysayer on this Hollywood thing. Like, who's Arizona? Michael Wilson? You know, okay, you better, and they got two tight ends worth throwing to. Yeah, you better be targeting the tight end. Guess, guess what? If, if, if this is an if, I don't know. We'll see. But if it, if it's Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne, those are some much different receivers than uh, you know Hollywood we'll and a bag of we'll see how a bag of corpses. Out. You know, listen, don't don't knock my boy. You can see him right there that three eight. Right there, we'll go this side. I like for it. For those of you watching our video, that three eight, uh, right? That's, oh, that's kind of like that's a badass like man. Cool you got that tight end number thirty eight, like that old school, right? That's uh, you, you bad, you bad as fuck. I'm not saying T.J. Hawkins is not talented. I just I don't think Kirk Cousins' loss is a anything but a slight downgrade at minimum for a guy like him. So how about some like silver bucket nominees, right? Some guys okay. where you got a value. Adam, I'm going to kind of encapsulate this, and we talked about it at one point in the offseason. I know we had this conversation. It was on a podcast or an AMA or whatever we were doing. Yeah. The old, disrespected wide receivers. Every single year, these guys are old. We don't give a shit about them. It's the offseason, Mike. I want JSN. I want Zay Flowers. I want Quentin Johnston. <laughs> I want these fucking old guys. Get out of here. And you were right. You were right, Adam, because I was kind of hesitant to put a certain someone in that range. And uh, ta-da, we see when he came back. All of a sudden, he's actually really, really good at football still. Imagine that. But it starts with Stefan Diggs. Boom. Cha-ching. Got him. We move on to Mike Evans. Uh, really, really good. Adam Thielen. Incredible value. <laughs> Left him for dead, just out here producing Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. All these guys rank inside the top 33 on this list for uh, teams that are 8 and 0. Yeah. Who knew? Old wide receivers still can produce. <laughs> they still know what they're doing. They still know how to run routes. They still know how to catch passes. And uh, some of those passes go for touchdowns. So. If you're a contender, don't ever discount the old wide receivers. I always – you remember that, like, I don't even know where the hell it came from. I'm sure somebody really smart did this study, but you remember where, like, you don't want any wide receivers past age 28. 
like age 28 is when they cliff and they die well they go off into the abyss i also i also think you know data changes i think you know if you go back and look at the uh the old historical data like if you go back you know 10 15 years ago there may be a little more of a correlate like we see guys the good ones if you can pinpoint guys that have had success that are very good talents in the nfl the cliff is not 28 anymore at all you could argue that a lot of these guys are discounts that are 30 and over man look at some of these guys Thielen's at 33 i i totally left Thielen for dead man i mean i don't think anybody out there I, you could have said yeah I, I could see Thielen being the wide receiver one for the carolina panthers this year but what does that mean not this right i mean nobody nobody penciled that so I, I think to your point, catches total for 800 yards. <laughs> when I when I look at the when I look at the guys, Mike. Now, obviously, there's there's levels to how much they've really meant to your team. But when I look at this list, okay, and I think I'm just going to point out, Mike, one of the themes for this list, in my personal opinion, it, when you go through it, by and large, there's some there's some that don't necessarily fit the eye, I, but I'm seeing the elite stud cost a lot but you don't care and you pay up for him, right? I see a lot of those guys, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase. With Joe Burrow playing like crap, Jamar Chase having a horrible value to your team for two, three weeks, he still has proven to be worth it down the stretch, right? These last few weeks making up for it tenfold. A lot of these guys, but then, Mike, the rest of the guys that, that get in here to this silver tier bucket at least, Right where they're uh, a value, let's say. They are the gems. They are the ones that you hit on late. So, like to me, it's a you don't want to forego the absolute studs. You do not want to trade out of all your shares or your early picks to get the great quarterbacks and super flex. If you're in one quarterback to get these high end, ridiculous value studs, right? You don't want to do that. But also. There is so much value that I think can be missed, and people don't talk about enough for teams that win. That is Raheem Mostert. To your point, all these receivers, man, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. all those guys. And if you can find a way, and I think that's one of the things this list has shown me, which I've always tried to do, is you know when you need to have your studs. You don't want to tear down completely off of them. If even in best ball, Mike, this is perfect corollary where. If you tear off of all your studs, you don't have that high-end potential. That can hurt you, right? But if you have a blend of high-end potential and a lot of this value depth, you're a different animal. You can't. You you are going to have a hard time beating those teams week in and week out. This list to me shows exactly that. Shows exactly that, man. I like it. I like it. I'll also throw in just lastly, it's like some silver bucket uh, nominees. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the running back position, and there's quite a few of these guys where you're big like, time. This is a, that's a that's a big nothing. point. The dirt cheap running nothing. backs, man. Yep. Gus Edwards. As much as I don't like to admit it, uh, Eric, plug your ears. I don't want you to get excited and come talk shit on Sunday about it. But Gus Edwards is up here. James Conner has been, even though we haven't seen him for the last few weeks. David Montgomery. My apologies, David. I'm sorry. I know you went to Iowa State. I won't hold that against you, but he's been very, very effective when he's been in there. And then how about a couple guys where uh, we really had to have a serious conversation after a couple weeks on what's the actual dynasty value of these guys if you're a contender? Jerome Ford, Kyron Williams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These guys ranking so high. Adam, I think there is something to be said 
Oh, don't let me forget Zach Moss. My bad, Zach Moss. Even even last week, Zach Moss played 38% of the snaps. I think he was like uh, RB4, RB5 on the week, something stupid like that. Jesus. We, we, did, we did, though, find out that Taylor had an injury and why he only played two snaps in the second half. So that could change. However, to your point, though, to your point, even if he maintained a 30 40% snap share, Zach Moss might be worth something still. <laughs> might still be worth something. So Jerome Ford, Kyron Williams, Zach Moss, those guys throw in that silver tier bucket because absolute just steals. Uh, Jerome Ford, Kyron Williams, Zach Moss. Can you name what we were paying for those guys in the offseason? Like, I I can guarantee you it probably wasn't a third, Adam. <laughs> I mean, I would say that you you may have had to pay a third. May have. That's may not a guarantee. Have. Someone might make you pay a third. Because I think the reality is a lot of players, Mike, with any type of hope or prayer, they don't go for force. For example, someone with Jerome Ford might say, like, well, if, if anything happens to Nick Chubb, I'd rather just have Jerome Ford, right, than a fourth. So, like, it may have cost a third. To your point, though, they cost nothing, really. Like, relative to dynasty value, they didn't. And so you got CMC. So I, I think one, one thing this list shows me, Mike, so you got CMC, you got ETN. Like, if you hit on the name brand running back that smashes, I mean, it feels good. Not only does it feel good, it helps you win. But what, like, I, I, I don't know when you want to pivot and go back down, but I think the contrary is more the problem. Because if you hit on them, they feel great. But a lot of people make the mistake of paying the, you know, the Gucci price for them running backs, you know? They pay, they pay the good one. All right. Let's flip it. <laughs> so how are you flipping this? Let, let, let's let's make sure we're on the same uh, data set page. You you just organizing by 0 and 8 now, or what are you doing? 0 and 8, and I'm just going to touch on the top ones, and then we'll look at percentage of teams below 500 as well as a, a wholesome look at it. But, Adam, uh, 0 and 8, Quentin Johnston. <laughs> The number one player on O and eight teams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to bury him too much because uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba doesn't rank too much higher, and I think that really speaks to the the fact. And I think we've said it multiple times on our show throughout what we've been doing over the last couple of years. If you're a contender and you're relying on rookies, like we all like to get this thing, oh, 2024, I'm going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. and I'm going to have this guy and I'll probably get a Mecco Buka and I might pair him with Malik Neighbors and I'll have this guy as well. If you're heavily relying on rookies to be the ones that are going to turn your team around in one year, sorry to tell you, it's most likely not going to happen. Right? It's yeah. going to be that guy in the fifth round like Puka Nakua who breaks out of nowhere that didn't cost shit and people are going, ah, I traded away my first and second round picks. Look, I still got the best rookie receiver there is. Yep. Now, <laughs> look what I found. Because now he, he, here's the thing with these. Because I, I'm, I think this data shows me two things. One, everything you're saying. I think that there still are going to be a a very high amount of dynasty managers that they think so highly of these rookies they take. Because like, think about just think about for a second, everyone dynasty degenerates. Think about how long the offseason is. Right now, we're literally in the midway point of the season. So it, it, the offseason feels an eternity ago. But if you could just try to think back, the offseason is a real eternity. It is a long time, man. And during that time, what do we all push? What is all the narrative? Youth, the rookies, the combine, the draft, sexy, right? And I think a lot of times it's easy to lose sight of 
how these team, how these players will evolve and mean something to you right now. This isn't to take away from them in year two and year three and year four. But when you put these guys in their rookie season up against all of them goons and the wide receiver positions lasting longer, like we've talked about, look at all those 30 plus receivers that are balling. It's it's that much harder to make an impact on your team. The one thing I will say though, when I look at this data, the one um, benefit I will give that shows a little stronger than it does for like Tyreek and those other guys. You look at the eight nos and the seven and ones, and they're a little higher. And I think the one thing I will mention is that part of the reason is you will see a lot of these 0 and 8 teams, Mike, they built with the intention of having an 0 and 8 team. I want JSN. I want, I want Marvin Mims. I want, uh, not necessarily, but I want Bryce Young. I want JSN. I want Quentin Johnson types. I want these guys, and I want to be 0 and 8. That's how, that's how you get to the top, right? Is doing those type of things. So, there's a there's probably a little bit because this is only dynasty of mm-hmm. slight bias towards that. Now to your point, the numbers are still heavily skewed the other way, which I think tells that there's plenty of people still mis uh, misled on how they're building their team. But I do think part of the data is showing me that there's there's an intent to have some bad records with some of this youth that we have to bake in a little bit too. Well, the number two player is Kyler Murray, and we know we haven't seen him for eight weeks. We're probably not seeing him for nine weeks. We hope we can see him in ten weeks. <laughs> um, but anytime you spend the uh, the draft capital on Kyler Murray that you actually had to in Superflex leagues, like this is bound to happen. You know what I mean? Like you can't have your, your Superflex, your QB1 or your QB2 miss eight, nine weeks and not expect to uh, to have some really bad teams. So for those of you who are been treading water, right, kind of in the middle, by all means. And uh, Kyler Murray, pre-NFL uh, season kicking off, was still a third-round startup pick. So that's bound to happen. You invested a shit ton of capital in him, uh, mm-hmm. so that's going to happen. But one thing I w- did want to point out about the rookies, Adam, out of the 40 players who rank uh, you know, top to bottom, the top 40 in 0-8 teams, 25 of them are rookies. Rookies, and, yeah. Uh, that's uh, 63%. How about that for a little math stat right there? Sixty-three percent of the uh, the worst forty players, <laughs> yeah, are and, rookies. Yep, and uh, well, Koopa, uh, if you could expand on this, the randomness is thirty-seven and a half. Um, I'm not exactly. That, that's some big brain turtle stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, I I can't quite reach the turtle here, Mike. I'm trying to, but uh, <laughs> it's almost a little too far down there. But um, I, I would I would like to, you know have you grace us with the uh the understanding of the randomness 37 and a half but mike here's the other thing i see sprinkled in here now up top and i i see this as you could have a pre-planned smart play right we talked about that but i could also see this where you you have a uh team that you think is ready to come out of a rebuild and you're building around these pieces and it's not it's absolutely not one of the things i really start to see as we go down so you you have to the point you were making of Kyler Murray. What I'm seeing is draft capital, and this is what I talked about earlier with the uh, the winning. I think they go hand-in-hand hand still with the losing. The draft capital association with how bad the player has been, right? To your point, Kyler Murray, Quentin Johnson, JSN. Mingo, a little more of an outlier, but, I mean, he still was a second-round pick. A lot of times he was going early second. Like, people were getting crazy on Mingo. Bryce Young, early pick, Right. You start to see as the pick was a little later, like it's not going to cost your team necessarily as much, right? If they miss. A right. Rich is interesting because, 
like he hasn't played um, very much at all. I mean, and there was games he got hurt and didn't finish, and uh, he's a little further down the list. But he's now he's going to play. That that record's only going to get worse, dude. <laughs> he's not playing, so uh, R.I.P. But then when you get past him, you get past Kincaid, right? This is this list, Mike, where I call this the um, you don't want to let it go, man. You got to let it go. Look at these guys, man. Look at this list. J-Mo, Antoine mm. Pierce, <laughs> John Mechie, um, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, right? You got this – like this is something I think that, Mike – I am starting to get higher and higher on what I mean by this. I, let me just rephrase that. I'm, I'm becoming less tolerant of the waiting on these guys with names to pop because the I think wait, the wait and sees. Yeah, man. Because it just, the longer that wait and see goes and the price dips, like we all have this notion that we got, all right, now's the time to buy. You see how cheap this is, man. This is right. cheap. No, it isn't. This is a trap. It's a trap. Get out. Like, all Rashad Bateman has done for all this time that he's you cling on to him is drag it down further. Drag it down further. Give you no buy, no sellout windows because he hasn't done shit, man. Like, that's the name of this game for me here is I think a telling tale of waiting on these players and thinking they're going to do something. They don't, man. They don't. I, I do like that one. One thing I was interested, uh, Nick Chubb cost uh, quite a bit of draft capital for people, and that injury was devastating to contenders Terrible. too. And I just kind of wanted to see where it was. And as far as where he ranks on teams below uh, 500, he's actually only 114th, Adam. Like, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. 114 is pretty damn good for a guy who you barely got anything from this year. So Nick right, Chubb, let me- not, not actually detrimental. This is this is where uh, I, I did kind of had a, had a feeling it was not going to be as bad as we once thought, uh, or what I would have thought, I guess I should say. I wish Cooper was on the show. I'm going to try my best, Mike, and you and I to interpret this, so uh, Godspeed here. The 0-8 rook, <laughs> is rookie. Kyler expected injury. Rookie times 10. And then you get another non-rookie. You get another one. So I did the math wrong. It's supposed to be 44% instead of 35%, or 37.5%. Essentially, the average player should be 44% above 500 and 44% below 500 because four and four teams don't count as below 500. Ah, okay. That makes sense. I get what he's saying now. So the four and four teams, all those numbers come out of the, out of the math. The math, the math I definitely is feel like, Well, I definitely feel like I'm in the, I'm in that movie, right? I'm Zach Galifianakis. Yes. I'm sitting, the, uh, at the, I'm sitting at the blackjack table. The numbers are going. You know what, man? I got to bring in some of those transitions. I I put a lot of time into those uh, matrix transitions. I might have had to bring them on the screen when we start going over numbers like this. The uh, you know the yeah. matrix is coming down the screen. I'm gonna have to do that for Koopa next well, time. Well, it's 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 not illegal. It's just frowned upon, like masturbating yeah. in an airplane bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's. I'll be honest with you. The frowned upon stuff, I don't have a problem with. If you tell me it's not illegal, I'm okay. You know, I can I, maybe after nine eleven. Like that's a lot of Osama. I've been frowned upon my whole life. All right, I, I can I can live with one more thing. So there's some guys on there, and like when he said, like other, you, you got to go ten rookies in a row before you get another nine rookie. Uh, insert Trey Lance. My bad. My bad. I uh-huh. apologize. I knocked my damn mic over just saying it. My my bad. <laughs> well, we didn't get to Brock Purdy, who has been. Let's me- do it. He's been me- he's been meaningless. However, he, he's been. 
just a whatever piece. It's it hasn't helped your team. It hasn't hurt your team. I think is the story for me with Brock Purdy primarily. Right, his his cost wasn't high enough to mean anything for teams primarily. Um, so he hasn't really hurt or, or cost teams that drastically. He's somewhere in the middle. Trey Lance, though, the problem is, Mike, teams that were, again, buying low on Trey Lance, that, it's cost you, man. Nobody has Trey Lance and is doing well pretty much. So you can kind of see that. There's a, there's a handful of teams. It's very few and far between, right? Brock Purdy is the definition of mid. <laughs> there you go. That, much better mid. spoken. Much better spoken. He is the definition of mid. Mid and, and he, you know what makes that insane to think about, Mike? He's the definition of mid on a goon squad. On a, on on a, a squad that's just stacked. absolutely Christian McCaffrey winning leagues. Brandon Ayuk, Alpha. George Kittle, stud. Debo was awesome for how many weeks? Right. And where is he? Mid. Mr. Right to, mid. <laughs> right next to percentage wise, the same benefit that Jarek McKinnon, Ezekiel Elliott. Miles Sanders, who uh, is dead. <laughs> he, he's meant as much as – I mean, if you just think of those names, he's meant that much to your team. Those guys have meant nothing to teams. J.K. Dobbins. Can I interest you in some J.K. Dobbins? <laughs> yeah, when we were talking uh, the trade show when he was healthy, when we were talking uh, Damian Pierce. and Tyler uh, Higby, Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah. Those are bad. Not- well, can we get quarterbacks? I mean, what, what are the quarterbacks in that range? Because those skill players are garbage. Well – this is also speaking to the fact that uh, the quarterback right in front of him would be Matt Stafford. So, okay. listen, we talked. We That's talked actually about that not that bad then, relative to the quarterback position, right? We talked about it on the trade show. You were a little bit more glowing on Matt Stafford than I was, and I was like, <clears throat> I'm kind of good. <laughs> I'm kind of good. I just looked at it, and the one right below him, Dak Prescott. But also, your very favorite boy, uh, <laughs> Jordan Love. Oof. Jordan Love, but Jordan, and, uh, Jordan Love, for as bad as he's been, has been okay for a lot of weeks for teams, right? Yeah, Joe Burrow, uh, anything below that, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, who we haven't seen since the first thirteen seconds of this game, and uh, Daniel Jones. Not the greatest company, uh, but it's not terrible. Like I said, right mid. It, mid. I would, I agree. By the way, um, for those. You know, really wanting to know. I mean, you're talking the next quarterback is Justin Fields, who's been a – the difference there was what you paid, right? But right. Fields has been awful. Like, Baker's been awful. Um, it's kind of interesting that T-Law – like, I know he's been bad. He had a really bad start. But, like, he hasn't really come – he's shown – I think he's shown fine le- re- recently. Like, he, I still have faith in him as a quarterback in the NFL. He, sh- he looks good the last few weeks. But relative to your fantasy in teams and what you paid for this guy, you get you get down the list when you perform like that, right? You just you can't get away with it. This, these are, it's a first round pick, dude. Listen, if y'all just let me be, I wouldn't be contractually obligated to speak on Purdy every single episode. But you guys don't want to let it die, even though he's played three shitty games in a row. So <laughs> here I am again. Well, if you if he wasn't concussed, he would be playing better. I'm like Adele. Hello. It's me. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. There was actually, damn, when you hit me so like with something like that, that you get my everything's thrown off. I don't even know what I was gonna say now at this point. Damn it. He's been. He's been. No, okay. no, no. Okay, here it was. Here it was, Mike. He's been. Jared fine. Goff. 
Jared Goff has actually been pretty good for teams, right? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Like, before the injury, Mike, and this is what we were talking about on the trade show, look at it. Matthew Stafford has Jared Goff. Yeah. You would pay a first for Jared Goff, right? Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to – I would rather not have the old-ass version. Like, I'd rather have the Jared Goff version, but I just was meaning that he was playing – Mid enough, a little above mid, I would say, to mean something in super flex leagues. Not an ideal buy. I'd rather have Russell Wilson. Right. Like, y'all hate Russell Wilson all you want, man. Just think about this. Because of the cost of acquisition for this season, Justin Herbert, who's been great, man. Justin Herbert is looking like the OG Justin Herbert, the guy we were all in love with. They're the same. Yeah. They're the same to teams right now, man. Like, stop with the Russell Wilson shit. I'm asking people. I've been asking since week one. I'll probably be here the whole rest of the year asking, Mike. Stop with it. I hate him all you want. Tell me he's a cornball. I don't whatever you want to do, but stop with this. Russell Wilson is absolutely smashing for teams because of what where they got him at, man. So one thing I wanted to look at too, Cooper just brought it up here, which is really good. Something to do in this sheet. So if you have access to it uh when we put this out in the uh in the Discord. <clears throat> Sort by this, three and this, five. This, this is exactly, dude. This is a great call, Cooper. This is what this is exactly what I've been thinking about with the sheet for Mike finding people to buy. I hundred percent. This is a great call by Cooper. Subpar players that you could possibly go out and and buy. Like who who is very highly on rosters that's actually producing. So JSN, no, you don't want to go buy him. Uh, Christian Watson, maybe. Do you think maybe that's no. a guy like no? Nope. Okay. Pass. No, we'll move on no, to the next. <laughs> Jordan, because here's the thing: Jordan Love is looking bad. He, Christian yeah. Watson really isn't looking that good. I, I think there's other, there's other very much, uh, much better purchases out there than Watson personally. Damian Pierce, Najee Harris, any interest in those kind of guys? This is where you got to use your own brain and project uh, production. I think it starts for me, and we had a disagreement. I think it starts for me with Pickens, and match it up with Warp. Right. I would Match agree. Warp on what they're actually doing, correct? And this is, I think, Mike. Again, you just made a great point. You, this is not an end all be all. This is something to incorporate in the process. You take a look at it. Take a look at this data. Put it in in conjunction with warp. Put it in conjunction with the stuff you already have in your process. I fully agree, Mike. When I look at this list, there's a few that stick out pretty easy. George Pickens definitely for me. I, I we've had a disagreement. I think it probably depends on the cost of acquisition, but. I know some of the peripheral vision or peripheral numbers don't look good. Like the, the numbers you want to bet on typically. Mm-hmm. I also do believe that he's right around the range where he may not actually cost it outright first. You might be able to find a different way to purchase him. And I also think that there are certain guys that do fit outlier builds. Like George Pickens for me is that would fit that bill. He's been good enough. I know the numbers aren't pretty. I know there's plenty of things that say sell, but when you're talking about guys you want to try to go buy that could help you, especially in leagues like we play best ball, deep best ball leagues, I think Pickens is uh, is one for me personally. I can't knock him from a warp perspective, right? He's a top 30 wide receiver, right? He has been all year. So if he's on a lot of rosters, which are uh, on the, the turdy side, <laughs> the Brock turdy side, uh, that might not be a bad one. And especially I think if you can get him for anything less than a first Right. Yeah, and I, or if, I think, if it is a locked in one eleven, one twelve, that's not a bad purchase at all. And you know what's funny about this data, Mike? I'm looking at it. What I'm seeing here, it speaks, I think, to exactly what Pickens has been 
at current cost for most people. He's not the seven and one eight no teams, you know. Like you paid enough of a premium, a seventh, a sixth, an eighth, right? You paid a liquid first, maybe first mm. plus. So he he's not helping you like win like that. However, if you could add that player to a good team, which is what we're kind of talking about here, he he's very much hovering that five and three to three and five range. So if you can find the right seller, I think that's a guy that can absolutely make an impact on a good team. That's not a bad choice at all. <clears throat> what about his teammate, Deontay? Uh, he comes in at 33rd on the list as far as teams uh, rostering him at 3-5 uh, and five or worse. So I think that's a good one, especially because he's been injured for this whole, whole time. I agree. This this might be the kind of one where, too, like you, you play it. So James Conner will be another guy that I'll throw into the mix mm-hmm. um, because teams have been out with without these guys for you know a few weeks, right? Deontay, James Conner. What have they been doing? Most likely, the data is telling you that they've been taking L's. <laughs> they've been taking L's. And some people, when you start taking multiple L's in a row, they go, well, this ain't it. And, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Now with these guys coming back, this might be the time to sort inside. Like, who has been sitting out? Who has not been playing for these teams that are sitting at 3-5, and 2-6 and six, that I could go poach off? You don't want to go after the guys with incredible amounts of dynasty value, right? Like... Don't go out and buy a QJ. He probably ain't doing nothing for you. Whoever has them, if they're already sucking, doesn't really want to sell them to you anyways. Jackson Smith and Jigba, kind of the same thing. Bryce Young, forget the rookies. This is exactly where you're right. You have to use this list and also incorporate another process of your own and warp as well, personally, in my opinion. Because, Mike, you do not want to go, like, purchasing – like, you really don't even want to go purchase Tyler Algier, probably, man. You don't want to go purchase Quentin Johnson, Jalen Hyatt's, um, you know, Sky Moore's. You don't – that's not the way to try to do this. And even – like, I think some of the one-quarterback data here does affect it. Like, Joe Burrow's probably not a real target, realistic target, right? However, though, you can see a bunch of people, to your point, if you, if you just – I think you have to look at this list in a longer down format and filter out, like, in your head. You need to filter out the ones that are not worth buying, right? Right. But if you do that, you can find a lot of people, I think, that make sense here. Deontay was a great pick uh, out there, Mike. I think at the right price, DK Metcalf is one for me. Um, if you could find a team that's actually like just not ready to go, um, is willing to sell DK at a reasonable price, I think it's a perfect one. To your point, though, you don't want to stay too much in the, the high cost of acquisition guys on this list. So he's probably as high as I want to get. Like I don't really – Unless someone's panicked, want to go buy B. John Robinson, who falls down this list too far. Because you're, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay an arm and a leg on him, man. Like he's great, but you're gonna pay something crazy. Use this kind of as an umbrella, and I think the way I'll probably use it, I'll just make another sheet, and I'll just start scrolling down the list, and I'll start putting names in where you know, just right offhand, I like them. I'm gonna go match it up and see what their actual warp is in the league, and see exactly how they're doing or where they're performing. Um, and then it's just going to kind of give me an overview of potential targets that I want to go out, right? Like a, a big, broad view of ATM's Mike, money moves. <laughs> I was just going to say, man, if I would, if I keep doing that series, which if I don't have it out this week, you can guarantee next week. I put a lot of time in that recap. We got some things worked out here. I'm, I'm ready to come back to it. But, Mike, this, th- this is where, honestly, the ATM money moves. A lot of it lives in my own way of thinking about data like this. You look, Deontay. You look, Jacoby Myers. Like, these are the guys on this list that you filter through. Isaiah Pacheco is right here. That's a guy, right? The guys that are cost efficient, 
for me, that means pretty much if I can buy for less than the first, if I have a chance to, that's cost efficient. If that matches with warp. So if there's a warp involved, the name's not crazy and there's less than a first round pick involved. That's exactly the target you want. Like those, those type of moves. And that's why I call it money moves. Those are the money moves, man, because you're not selling off of your elite pieces that are going to potentially ruin your dynasty team. If you, if you fail, you can buy a lot of those players at cost that they, they leave you enough upside to help you win a league, but they don't typically cost you enough to where if you miss on one of them, like your RIP to your whole squad, right? Those are the type of acquisitions I think, especially in our best ball leagues that are huge. So as far as the, uh, so I went back and I sorted by eight and O teams, right? Just to list it, the players all the way down at them. And the first player, um, that comes over and then I just match up. I just start scrolling down the, uh, the three and five column, right. To see the first group that actually hits 2000 or above. Right. That was just kind of my trigger point. It's one Deontay Johnson is the first guy who's on 2000 or more rosters on three and five teams, bang, but also bang. correlates with being a relatively high guy on rosters that are eight. No. So if you want to match that up and then go look at warp per game or something like that on how he's going back, go look at some advanced analytics on what Deontay Johnson has done this year when healthy. Those are the kind of things you match up. Love that. Uh, Good call. Great, great call. <laughs> Except for the next one. And and maybe it's just because I'm not a believer in this player. It's also kind of convoluted with Cam Akers being there, but Alexander Madison also fits that bill. <laughs> also fits that bill. Unfortunately for a lot of people, I think the uh, the draft capital in the offseason that they spent on him was a little bit too high. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's probably also leading to why a lot of these teams are three and five. I also think, though, like, th- th- this is uh, one of those, Mike, like, I won't purchase Alexander Madison personally. Like, I also can admit that there's a little bit of take lock. We talked about this with the C2C guys. Sometimes I, you have take lock that you can't get over. That's kind of where I'm at, truthfully. But, I will admit, Mike, I'm beginning as I embrace this process, especially in lineup that I don't like. Like It's not me. It's not the way I have played for a long time. But as I begin to embrace it more and more, I begin to get a little more open to at least, not even purchasing, but at least thinking about like, at the right price, would I, is, this, is this a pertinent or a reasonable buy? Alexander yeah. Madison still doesn't fit that bill for me because Akers is there. He's not done anything when the backfield was his own. So, like, even if he gets it back 100%, I don't love it. And there's no Kirk Cousins. So, the offense as a whole is down. So, like, that specific one won't fit my needs or what I'm looking for. But some of the names that I will buy at running back, I would have laughed if you told me I'm going to try to buy them in the summer, right? Now, I'm I'm a little more reasonable and willing to admit, man, this is a piece that might be cheap enough and dirt cheap enough that, all right, man, you convinced me. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, Koopa also said, I miss Pacheco. My bad, Koopa. You're right. Pacheco would, would be the first guy who fit that bill, but Deontay would be the Pacheco. second. So not a bad first two starts right there. So I just bought some Pacheco. You'll see on the trade show, so I'm in. <laughs> you you definitely did buy some Pacheco at the last minute, too. You got that done like right before we did start the show. Or yeah, man. It it was, it, was on sun, it was on game day. That was a uh, you know back and forth, <laughs> back and forth type deal. I love it. Adam, I think that's probably all I got up. We did about an hour and 10 minutes on this. This is pretty interesting. So, again, if you'd like to check this out, uh, become a patron, right? The uh, the pregame poopers, the, uh, the, the second to highest tier, those guys will get access to it, plus the Savage members. So come take a look at it. Dive into the data if you like. 
Um, I'm sure at some point we will revisit this again. We got all kinds of cool stuff, though, with the warp tool, a warp. Uh, we're working on so many great tools over there at South Harmon that will help change the game on how you dynasty. But, Adam, this was a fun one, actually, and, and just something you confirm some priors. And then there's also a few data points where you look at it and you go, Hmm. <laughs> and I really hope, at least for my sake, I can go out on my contending teams. You know, the ones that are eight, no, seven and one, six and two like that. And I can find those few guys who are one and seven or oh and eight who are still rostering Tyreek Hill. Well, and, and, and <laughs> Noah, like, let me yes, help man. me help, help you. you. Yes, <laughs> help because <me> you. <laughs> that that's another um, like that. That's such a good point, too. And I think one of the things for warp, right? Like, man, Mike, you and I, um, once Koopa had the tool available on the website, have put in hours of learning and understanding Warp and how we incorporate it and how we want to build teams. And, like, th- that's not every person. That's that's not every person that even has the tool, right? Like, Correct. And I think one of the things that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of feedback and questions, and at the end of the day, a lot of people want all that information, but they want to know how to make it into players. And this doesn't do that. Okay. This isn't, I'm not telling you that. However, this does show you, I think Mike, like, I think another thing to really take a look at for me is I'm going to do this guarantee you like that. If y'all are seeing, first of all, you hopefully you're not hearing this till Friday, but a lot of you, because I'm going to be sending out offers until Friday, Mike, a lot, (laughs) what I'm doing I'm literally going to go through on my contending teams, the teams that I'm like very much wanting to continue to push the contention side. And I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through all my leagues. And I'm going to go – we have so many tools now, right? You can, I can see which leagues I don't have Tyreek Hill. And then go for it and see who does. Now, I know inherently. Look at the numbers. I'm, I'm looking for absolute a uh, Hail Mary – if some team right. is not very good with Tyreek Hill, but I'm going to go, st- I'm going to go top to bottom with this whole list. Who has AJ Brown? Who has Alvin Kamara? Who on my contenders? I'm going to go through. You can filter out. We have the tools. The, all these tools are available on our website. Some free, some cost, but we have the tools that can help you find all this stuff quickly. And then you can say, okay, I got to look in here, man. Sheesh. Raheem Mostert's available on 15. He's 1500 teams, three and five, right? He's, 750, all these one and sevens, right? There's got to be some leagues Raheem Mostert's available out there, right? Got to be one and, or two, right? And, the, and that's a guy, especially as you go down the list, somebody's going to be willing to part with if they're not contending, right? Like someone might be crazy about Tyreek Hill. I'm not even going to say they're nuts. Yeah, you might want him next year. Okay, I, he's not to be had. Raheem Mostert's to be had, man. Alvin Kamara's to be had. Right, like Keenan Allen's to be had. There's guys on this list that can help you already contending teams get better, and I think that is one of the things on this list to me. Is it? It we are we know warp and we have all that stuff, but this is just another layer that says, like, this is a player that's already helping teams. What if you can add a player like that to a team that's already winning for yourself? What does that look like? W. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think this is going to be one too that we kind of look in the off season. We can put players into buckets, and then also to help 100%. You the, the startup draft, right? Kind of identify those value pockets where you're not going to be a thousand percent all the time, but you start hitting on some of these Adam Thielens of the world, these Alvin Kamaras, <laughs> like these uh, Puka Nakua's in your rookie draft, and all of a sudden you're going, "Yeah, I, I don't care that Nick Chubb, you know, 
uh, we obviously care, but it doesn't hurt me as bad that I lost, you know, my round five startup pick in Nick Chubb because I made up for it with so much other massive value hits last, later on. A last takeaway, which if we didn't hit this point enough for you, I'm going to give you one last little walk away on this. All right. Look at where Tyler Lockett is on this list and look at where JSN is on this list. <laughs> And just, if you just think about that for a second, honestly, like Tyler Lockett for a lot of people was like, no, man, it's a wrap. JSN's coming to kill this. It's done. And the cost for JSN versus the cost for Tyler Lockett is tremendous. Outrageously different. Now, obviously in Dynasty, I'm not telling you to take Tyler Lockett ahead of JSN. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) Don't be that crazy. However, if you're a contending team, paying up for JSN, if you think that's going to come be a meaningful piece on your team, you're probably putting assets and being misled where you're putting them. Whereas Tyler Lockett's of the world, DeAndre Hopkins of the world, these guys that are older and crustier, Adam Thielen's, especially in the offseason, which is a long time, go ahead and get a little bit mucky in the offseason sometimes too. Like some really, really good gems out there. So I hope this was valuable for you. It was a a thing that kind of off the dome I was thinking of. Koopa is amazing, man. Koopa, like this is a thought I'm having. And Koopa's like, oh, Say less. I I got you, buddy. Like I can actually make this happen. I'm like, what? It's amazing. You know, that's that's uh, uh that's, that's some of the stuff we got going cooking on his house I man. I love the team we got, man. He's like one of those awesome uh police sketch artists. There you go. <laughs> you just saw this guy. The, the worst picture ever. Yeah. I gave you I gave you three, four details of what could be any person. And uh th- that's yeah. him. That's him. There he is. Right down to the mole. <laughs> he did it. Did uh, it. Um, is a G. is a G. So, yeah, man. Uh, great team. Go ahead and check this out if you're interested in this sheet. I think we'll do some updating, too, with it uh, as we continue to look at this numbers. This is a new thing for us. We'll probably do uh, – Joka put this in here in the chat. I'll put it up here. It would be interesting to see the average number of wins for all uh, the teams a player is on and rank from that. Like, we can probably do some – column adding right some things to add and make this a little shit from the minute we hit the minute we hit go live Coop added four columns that's what i'm saying Coop, (laughs) like i'm actually reading a copy and mike i'm like mike where's that at Uh, you got to go to the other one man Coop is updating this as we speak so there'll be some more updates for it yeah get some i do you're right i made a copy thinking i'm not gonna mess with mike's thing and here i am sol but uh there's going to be a lot of additions to this too. So if this is of interest to you, check us out on patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Um, we got all the tools for you, man. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you all back here same time, same place next week. And uh, you know, maybe I'll chain myself out next time. <laughs> I, I like, I like this, man. A little chained out. We're out of this yeah, thing. Let's go. I see. Peace. Peace.